You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Host, that is, not host, right? That's what you get for recording this on a Sunday afternoon. But today I have a great interview. I've interviewed this gentleman's wife, Amy, previously on the Traffic and Leads Podcast. And today I'm interviewing Mr. James Hebden with Paid Search Magic. So if you guys are doing paid ads, thinking about doing paid ads, this interview is for you because James and his wife, they not only do a bunch of done-for-you paid search magic according to their company, right? But they also do some done with you and some training. So if you're thinking of dipping your toe into the paid search waters, you're going to want to listen to this episode with James Hebden. I enjoy him. I enjoy his wife. And this interview is totally cool. But before we hop into that, have you guys been to smartspeakerwebinar.com? Right there on smartspeakerwebinar.com is a training that I did and it's going crazy because these Alexa devices, these smart speaker devices are infiltrating our homes. And it doesn't matter if you like it or you think the government is listening to you or what you personally think about it. But here's the thing, folks. Your customers have these smart speakers and your voice needs to be on them. So if you want a free training where I cover everything, you don't even have to own one. You don't have to know anything about it because I do demos. It's a really great training. Make sure you go to smartspeakerwebinar.com and check that out. And secondarily, of course, if you need help with your digital marketing, you're not sure where to go, you're confused, you need more traffic and leads for your small business, well, you know who to go to, trafficandleads.com. Reach out to us. We have a lot of different options for all types of small businesses. All right, let's hop into this interview with James. I think you guys will think it's pretty cool. James, welcome to the show. So excited to have you on today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get started, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your company? Yeah. So uh, I started Paid Search Magic with my wife. Um, We also host a podcast called the Paid Search Magic Podcast and have a Facebook group that is called uh, Google Ads for Savvy Digital Marketers. And essentially what we do is we have a boutique paid media agency. So we run paid search accounts for a lot of different clients. And then we also help train people who are interested in running Google Ads to be better digital marketers. We, we train them in the, the technical portion and also in the client management portion. Wow. So what is your, uh, what, this, is not, this is kind of off topic, but what is your interest in teaching other digital marketers how to do what you do? Well, you know, it's, it's a good question. So Amy, a while back, she she just kind of got thrust into doing a little bit of, of training and she just loved it. Like she really, I've never seen Amy happier than when she's helping people learn how to do a better job running their paid search accounts. Um, and she just discovered kind of this love. And so we started pursuing it. And essentially we have, you know, our paid digital media accounts that we manage 
And then on the side, we're doing this work, which has just started to, to take off because there's such a need for it. So really, yeah. it's almost just like a labor of love. So do you, char- do you charge for that? Or is that just the free group? Or what does that look like outside of the free part? Well, so like our Facebook group, of course, is free for anybody to come to. Uh, but yeah, we do charge for for training. Uh, there's various different programs that we have depending on what the students' needs are. But um, yeah, it can depending on whether it's ongoing or whether it's just like a limited, you know, four or eight session uh, run. Uh, we have a lot of different programs because people who need help with this are usually in, in different positions. You know, maybe they've just gotten into it and they have a client and they don't know what to do next, or they're just looking to get into it and they want to get some, you know, basic uh, training. So there's a lot of different solutions. That's cool. Really cool. But that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah. Today, James, you and I are talking about is Google evil? And you're going <laughs> to answer that question for us today, even though... I don't know your your whole life your whole like a uh, business is on Google. So I hope your answer is no. Google is not evil, but we'll dive into it. I guess right. Right. Well, and this is definitely a you know a contentious subject amongst a lot of people. But the short answer is no. No, they're not evil. <laughs> no, no, Google, don't kick me off your platform. <laughs> no, and and I'm I'm often known as a, as a critic. Um, because, you know, sometimes they do things that aren't necessarily great for digital marketers. But the bottom line is, is that they're, they're just a company, you know, like driven by, like most of us are, they are working to make more money. Yeah. And so I think that once you recognize that, the next question is just, how do you work within, the, you know, their own interests to also have your own interests fulfilled? Legit. So when you talk about sometimes um, Google does stuff that's not in the best interest of digital marketers, can you give us one or two examples of that? Sure. Well, and some of this gets into a little bit of technical. It gets technical because a lot of the things that they do are are very subtle. But for one instance, one of like the foundational ideas of Google Ads is that to get is that it's an auction. Like everybody's in there, they're bidding on keywords to get in front of people. And the person in an auction who bids the most is the one that gets their ad displayed first, right? But they also have this component called quality score. And it's really brilliant of Google is the idea is that they take the quality of your ads, like if they're relevant to the keywords that you're bidding on, they look at your landing page to see if it's a good experience for users. And they, they combine that, that quality score with your bid to determine like what this, this master score is. And then that indicates whether or not you're high up in, in the rankings. So if you have a great solution for people and your landing page is awesome, you know, for mobile and desktop and all that stuff, then you could pay less than a huge corporation that bids a ton, but they have a, a crappy experience. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so a while back, best interest. That's in everyone's best interest. Right? That isn't. That isn't everybody's best interest. So, but one of the things that happened is that a little while ago, Google, without any fanfare whatsoever, they started changing the algorithm that balances between those two things. So all of a sudden, uh, the bids became a lot heavier in that in that weight. So all of a sudden, quality just wasn't as important anymore. And it, it might seem like a subtle difference because quality is still in there. But by changing that solution, it becomes more just about who's paying the most. Right. Then all the little advertisers who had high quality ads and highly converting landing pages are suddenly stuck uh, with this huge invoice, right? This huge cost per click and stuff like that. Right. Like it just drives up, you know, cost per click all over the place. 
Yeah. And then they're also just over time as, you know, they're getting better with artificial intelligence and their knowledge graph, all this data that they have. I mean, they're really smart with AI, but as they're doing this, all these new programs that they're coming up with kind of take control away from marketers. Uh, another thing that they did is that you used to be able to see like all these different things that people were searching for. So you had these keywords you sure. bid on, but people would search for things and you'd be able to see all that data. You'd be able to see what people are searching for. And not long ago, Google also like severely limited that data. So they're just kind of taking away control and they're constantly tweaking things to make things just a little bit more expensive. Now, wasn't that one in the name of uh, privacy? No. So that was a different issue. This one, like I know what you're talking about. This is like when they kind of just ripped all search term data away from uh, people that were doing SEO and everything. But if you're using Google ads, you still got to see all that stuff. Right, right. And you still get to see some of it now. You just don't get to see nearly as much as you used to. Makes sense. So the whole reason why we're titling this episode is Google evil is because you would think I would know this, but I didn't. (laughs) Google's like tagline back in the day was what? Don't be evil. Is that what you said? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It was just, you know, they wanted to have a corporation that um, tried to do good in the world. And a few years ago, they decided to, to change that a little bit. Um, didn't really have a good reason for it or anything like that. It's just that, I don't know, maybe it's more difficult to defend. They think that there's more gray area now. Well, so where did they, what did they change it to? I don't think, you know, I like honestly can't remember exactly what the new thing was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, try to try to do good or <laughs> something like that. But, you know, I mean, they're a huge company now. They, they do things like a lot of the AI. Um, they actually had a, a big revolt over at Google a while ago because they were using AI in military applications and a lot of their employees, you know, didn't have, they had a moral problem with that. Interesting. So when we talk about for those in the audience that have not really ran Google ads and they're thinking that Google ads might be, might work for them. My caution is always Google AdWords can either work really, really well, but if you don't know what you're doing, you can waste a lot of money out there. Would you stand behind that statement? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's such an easy place to like, you know, you go in and you think it's going to be simple, but there's so much complexity to it. There's so many uh, little mistakes that you can make and you'll just, you can see a budget disappear in an inkling and you don't get anything from it. So you really kind of have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Agreed. Now this question I'm only asking is because you gave me permission to ask this question and I would never (laughs) ask self-respecting SEO or I mean, paperclip, (laughs) you were like yourself this question, but you gave me permission. So here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I don't don't remember what it was. So now I'm nervous. (laughs) How expensive is it to use Google Ads? There is no way you have an answer to that. This is going to be such a cheap answer. It totally totally depends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we're we're talking about how it's an auction environment, right? So you're bidding on all these different keywords. Depending on, on what the keyword is and how much competition, it can be enormously expensive. I have one client um, that was running ads actually in Australia and we were just auditing their account. They had clicks that were as much as two or $300. Now that that's really unusual, but I mean, that's just enormously expensive. If you look at lawyers or like mortgage terms, things like that, those can easily be between 20 and, and $60 a click. Yes. 
So if you don't have the budget for that, you know, you have a handful of clicks and all of a sudden you're out of budget for the day. Okay. But now talk to the people on the other end of the spectrum. Can they find specific long tail keywords that they can actually be profitable with that doesn't cost them $200 a click? Okay. That's a great question. And the answer used to be, yeah, you can do that. But this is what this is one of the additional changes that's been that's been happening is Google's looking at that stuff. They don't really want people to bid on those long tail terms. They'd much rather have them bid on, you know, more general terms. It drives up competition, which drives up click costs. And the fact is, is that most people who have like massive, you know, lists of long tail keywords, they just find that they're not getting any traction whatsoever. You'll be going through a list and you'll see all of these status reports saying low search volume which basically means that the keyword's not running. Yeah, amen. Now, that being said, you can still get in there. The, the idea, especially if you're kind of smaller, you, you just have to really identify what people are looking for as it relates to your business and then just get the very best terms and then you bid on those terms. Um, some of them might be too expensive. Some of them probably aren't. Some of them are probably within your ability to get. And then there's also different programs that they can use, um, like you know local search ads, that that might get them more business as well. Makes sense. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was our next topic of conversation, which is talk to us about local search ads and Google My Business. Yeah, so Google My Business is is actually pretty great. And right now, Google My Business on its own, it's free to go in there and set up. And so if anybody's not doing that, they should do that immediately. And you don't have to pay anybody to do it because it's pretty simple. It, it's made to be small business friendly. Um, within it, you can you set up all of your business information, you set up your hours, put great photos up there. And as long as you do that, then people who are looking for you when they when they search on their phones, like on maps, or they're just looking, you know, for something with the keywords near me, they'll see this great, you know, business that looks professional. You can also do things like Google My Business posts, which can uh, really prominently display all of these specials that you might offer. So all that stuff's free. So if you're not taking advantage of it, you really, really should. And how does that relate? So, you know, how does that relate to specifically Google AdWords then? If you have a Google My Business account, then you have AdWords. Right. So when you have Google My Business, what they're trying to do ultimately, you know, they, they start, they've started a lot of their programs for free and gradually as they get adoption and they kind of work out how to make it, it, it work well, um, then they start charging for it. That's been a very common thing that's happened with their shopping as well. Right now, what they do is they integrate like all the location data in Google My Business into Google Ads so that you can see, um, you can run like local ads. And basically that kind of bumps you up to the top of the queue if people are searching for a certain product. And is that, uh, so will that pr produce um, a better cost per click and, and better costs on average because it's it's so local yeah so and that's and that's that's the brilliant question because that is what people want to go after like if you have a, a business that has a storefront or you have local clients or whatever which you know isn't all businesses um, but if you do have a, a local presence then google is going to consider you to be very relevant to people who are looking for local services right if you can get in on that if somebody is in the area and they're looking for something that you do then yeah, the chances are that you're going to get a pretty good CPC because there's not going to be as much competition. Like you're not competing against the entire nation or the entire world. So do you think that do you think that a small business owner could be able to go in and set those up themselves as far as the the local the local pay per click? 
For local pay-per-click, it might get a little tricky, honestly. Uh, Google is working on creating systems that appeal to small business owners because they know how complex it is right now. Generally, it's good to get a little bit of help. If nothing else, it's good to have people that you can consult with. Even when you're setting up you know, Google My Business, sometimes it can be a little bit confusing and just having somebody like in a Facebook group or something to tell you, hey, this is what you got to do can mean the difference of hours for you. Yeah, legit. Um, so I, um, I, as I've said on the show before, I have my own pay-per-click expert because I think it really, it is so complicated that you really do need someone almost immersed in it like you full time, knowing all of the ins and the outs and the changes. So um, I, I need to talk to her a little bit about this Google My Business situation. But when you go in and you set up keywords, um, is it because you don't have, do you like, is it a separate setting? Are you putting in the keywords of your location and it just knows? Or is this like a whole new section of Google AdWords that you're talking about right now? Well, one of like the larger trends in in Google Ads and in Bing Ads and everything like that is, is that they're just trying to get a better idea of like what all these different businesses are. So if it knows what your business is, like, like even if you're not running ads, right? Like if somebody searches for pizza shop near me, there's a bunch of pizza shops that aren't going to be running Google ads and people aren't necessarily looking for ads. They just want to know what the pizza shop near me is. Right. And so Google looks at your name. They look at the type of business that it is. Like they have a lot of technology that goes in and kind of uh, categorizes it in a certain way. And then when people search for those types of things, it comes up. But for a lot of targeting, yeah, you still are targeting cer- cer- certain search terms. Makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Wow. That's really cool. Um, I need to talk to my PPC gal about that. Um, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) my next question has to do with Bing. Why don't you talk, can you talk to us a little bit about if I'm running Google ads, should I run them on Bing and like how to make that decision and how things kind of suss out when you do both of them? Yeah. So for the clients that we run, we, we, we're typically running paid search accounts for larger clients. You know, these are clients that have you know, between 30 or 40,000 and, you know, several hundred thousand dollars of spend a month. Now, one of the problems that they usually come up against is that they kind of cap out in volume. Like they, they're willing to pay more, but there's just not the, the search volume for them. So what we usually do is that being is the next place to go with that. It's like, you mm-hmm. think, well, you know, they only have, depending on who you listen to, 10 to 20% of, of the domestic search market. But that's still something. So, you know, you want to expand into that. And Bing has made it really, really easy to import Google settings over there, which is smart of them, uh, because then it practically takes no work just to duplicate your Google account into Bing. Now, for small, for small business owners, um, sometimes Bing is just a better opportunity to go to first because it's the same type of auction environment, but there's less people competing. And when there's less people competing for something, that means the prices generally tend to be lower. So you would say, would you say just like 90% of the time in all of the ad accounts you guys are running that being ads cost less than Google ads? I would say, it again, it, it largely depends on what the vertical is because being ads has a little bit of a different uh, demographic cross-section <laughs> to their users. But mm-hmm. in general, yeah, they're going to be cheaper. Very, very, very cool. Awesome. All right, before I let you go, is there any other tips or tricks or anything you want us to know about paid search before I let you go today? Honestly, just find help. And 
determine whether it's really for you. I mean, one of the things that we get the most is that people are just sure if they go into paid search that it's going to produce great results for them. And the number of accounts that we run into that have just been horribly mismanaged, even by like apparent professionals, is mm-hmm. it's huge. It just happens all the time. So if you mm-hmm. do get help, get somebody that you trust um, that has you know good references or good work that they've done elsewhere. And don't just wade into it yourself because you can waste a lot of money with it. I love it. I love it. All right. Before I let you go, tell us one more time how to find you and anything else you want the audience to know. Yeah, you can find us at paysearchmagic.com. You can also email either one of us at james or amy at paysearchmagic.com. You can find our podcast. Just search for the Paid Search Magic podcast. And we have a group called Google Ads for Savvy Digital Marketers. Awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thanks for having me. It was fun. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I wanted to thank James for coming onto the show. What a great topic. Remember, you guys are going to go to smartspeakerwebinar.com. You're going to get my free training on these Alexa smart devices and how to get your brand on there because I'm telling you, it is the wave of the future and it's where digital marketing is going. And so, because you listen to the Traffic and Leads podcast, this is why you listen for the latest, greatest, most amazing places to get your brand. All right. And finally, remember, if, you're, if your business needs more traffic and leads, reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. We do webinars. We do Facebook ads. We do SEO. We do pay-per-click. I have an agency of 10 of the greatest minds in digital marketing that can help you and your small business get more traffic and leads. That's why, friends, we're called trafficandleads.com. And finally, if you enjoy this podcast and you want us to keep going, please leave us a review wherever you're hearing this fine podcast. And I will talk to you guys next week.